the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast with John Taylor and Shan Carr. So what are we? We're 59. Is this episode 59? I guess it is. We are already eligible for an over 55 community, and now we're headed for Social Security. It is the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast. I am John Taylor, joined by comedian and game show hostess uh, Shan Carr, doing a bang-up job. I love the fun and games. Uh, Good. Had so a much- good time. Had so much fun the other night, and there'll be more uh, coming soon. And, of course, uh, that's put on by our Gay Desert Guide and dear friend Brad Fur, who is here. And uh, who is bringing us today's edition of the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast? Well, thank you for asking, Mr. Taylor. Out and about CBD, it's the company dedicated to naturally enhancing wellness in our LGBTQ community. You can use the promo code GDG10 when you order for an additional 10% off and go to the Gay Desert Guide site to click in and find out and about CBD at gaydesertguide.com. Our other sponsor, Tori Nissan in La Quinta, just as we were getting the uh, brand new 2020 Nissan Leaf, the all-electric Nissan Leaf, decorated with the new branding for Gay Desert Guide. Uh, all uh, all hell broke loose, and the car has been sitting in my carport trying to stay cool. But wow. Nissan Leaf from Tori Nissan, you can get a great deal on an all-electric Leaf or any new or used car by visiting Bob Bailey, the general manager, or Robin Barnes, Tori Nissan in La Quinta. Well, you know, the thing is, it, it people aren't out and about, and they're not going to see the Gay Desert Guide mobile, but when they do see it, it's going to be fresh in your new logo livery. It looks really great. And uh, Shan, you've um, put together a, a group of guests to join us today. Who do we got coming on? Well, we've got Mina Hartong, who is a fabulous comedian moving here from uh, New York City and getting the vibe about whether she and her wife are going to want to be here. And you know how it is here. You get hooked. Yeah, And then totally. Joe Grabkin, who I can't believe it. I think he's been here five or six years already. And uh, he's a chef and an author and a blogger and new with Gay Desert Guide, bringing out all kinds of great stuff. So we can't wait to speak with them. All right. And of course, we have our our usual suspects, our uh, little support group that uh, includes uh, Dr. Laura Rush and our good friend Jimmy Bogle, who is the publisher of Coachella Valley Independent. And they will be joining us after this brief message from Fun and Games. Hi, this is Shan Carr from Gay Desert Guide, and this month in August, we are debuting eight different fun and games events. Tuesday nights is going to be game shows, Saturday nights is dating, so go to the Gay Desert Guide and figure out some fun that you can have at home with us at Fun and Games. Well, here we are. We got the band back together, and we've got uh, joining us Dr. Laura Rush and uh, the publisher-editor of Coachella Valley Independent. We welcome Jimmy Bogle. I haven't seen you for a while, Jimmy. Hi there. Morning. You're headed up to San Francisco, huh? That was last week. Yeah. And it was it was kind of depressing, actually. Sounds like it was. Um, I, everywhere is, is, is struggling with COVID and the business interruptions and everything. But um, as I wrote in the Daily Digest, we'd kind of not gotten used to what's going on here, you know, because you obviously don't get used to your city being all screwed up. But you've grown accustomed to it. And going to another city that I knew and loved, because my husband's lived up there part-time for four years, and he lives in the south of Market District, and um, there and the financial district are just 
There's nothing. It's other than homelessness. Um, and as Garrett said, it's like all the great things about San Francisco, you know, the nightlife, the restaurants, they're not there. But the bad things about San Francisco, the rampant homelessness has only gotten worse. So it was it was a sobering trip. It really has. And, you know, it's not to say that San Francisco is doing necessarily any worse than, I mean, in some ways they are, but th than other places. It's just seeing it again, you know, it really drove home how awful, awful this devastation is. It really is. And I went to Silver Lake a couple weeks ago, and it was just tent encampments yep. everywhere, just yeah. everywhere. Uh, I just read an article uh, that I came across today on gay cities. Um, how many gay bars are, are LGBT bars across the country are shuttered for good? We just got word last week that in West Hollywood, um, the uh, Blazing Saddles is yep. uh, going out. Is it Blazing Saddles? No. Um, Flaming, flaming saddles. Thank you. So San Francisco, blow buddies, uh, badlands in San Francisco. Uh, also in West Hollywood, gym, sports bars going. The Eagle in D.C. is gone. The D.C. Eagle. That's like, oh. Yeah, the D.C. Eagle gone. Uh, Zigfeld, Zigfeld Secrets in D.C. gone. Um, the beaver in Toronto is gone. You might know that one. Sharon. I don't, but I assume it's a lesbian bar. <laughs> <laughs> photo indicates. Yes, that's what yes, the, the unshaven is. beaver. Got it. Got it. Yeah. And then uh, a couple in New York therapy, which I absolutely love. Oh therapy. Gosh. Uh, the Ninth Avenue Saloon in New York City, and I think I missed uh, also one other in San Francisco. The Stud. Yep. Uh, oh God. I know. And, you know, we're hearing, um, we're hearing some things here in Palm Springs. It's too soon to talk about it, frankly. Um, we'll yes, see we have, though. What opens up and what doesn't, but certainly. Well, on the rumor mill, there's a bar here that I saw somebody posting, like, can you think of another city where this might be good? Like, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, well, yeah. uh, I know Eagle 501 is going to be opening up with uh, restaurant outdoor dining, um, you know, similar. So there's Next another. Are they grilling up old jock straps? What the hell they <laughs> plan to serve there? Well, it was pizza last time. I don't know exactly what's on the menu. What was it last time? Pizza. Like Domino's pizza or Papa, I, well, who, who, what? Little Caesars pizza in a box? No, I, I think it was Bill's. I think they went over and got Bill's. Oh, did I? Uh, I yeah, yeah, so it was it was good pizza. Oh, okay, we'll give them, we'll give them the benefit of the doubt on that one. Crazy. Okay, on these dietetic notes that are not very healthy as we speak, we have a uh, an expert on health, Dr. Laura Rush. How are we doing? Give us some some light at the end of the tunnel. That there is a little bit of a light a at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, if you the report comes out every Tuesday from the Riverside County Department of Public Health and. They're showing, you know, a decline, obviously, in the number of cases, a decline in hospitalizations, you know, a little bump in, in deaths as well. Our positivity rate is still extremely high. The only thing I can really like in that, too, is the people that I am testing right now are patients who are symptomatic. So I, I'm assuming that, you know, if they're coming in with symptoms, we're going to have an increase in positivity rate. That's what I'm seeing. I don't know what other physicians are seeing that that would explain such a high positivity rate. We're no longer testing everybody that wants to come in to be tested because people are just not coming in to be tested randomly. Okay. That's what uh, has, has faded. I haven't had a lot of requests where I just want to know. 
and there was a lack of kits. We were running out of testing kits um, and reagents again, but that seems to be coming back online again. So we were running out for a little bit, but I'm just not seeing that mad rush of people that I just want to be tested. I just want to be tested, which would, you know, have a huge number of people testing is going to decrease that positivity rate just as a matter of statistics. So I'm confused, uh, Dr. Rush, about that positivity rate that the county's reporting. I've actually asked several times yeah. for an explanation on how specifically that weekly positivity rate is, is calculated because uh, Eisenhower, every week they are putting out their own Eisenhower health stats, yeah. and they have seen a steady decrease in the positivity rate. Yeah. The Eisenhower positivity rate is now below 10%, which is really encouraging, and you would think that if that is a county or a district-wide positivity right. rate that the county is reporting that Eisenhower would be a fairly significant percentage of that. So you would it's, imagine it's confusing. It really is. It confusing. is, but there's also a lag in their data and they've been lagging in their data. And I don't know if that's just something that hasn't been updated appropriately as of yet. They say it has, they say they've caught up with the state lag, but it's just confusing. I, like I said, the only thing I can think of is that people are the people that are coming in to be tested are the ones that are symptomatic. So we're, we're going to see a higher correlation of positives because they're symptomatic as opposed to if we just blanket tested everybody when everyone was rushing a couple of months ago to get tested. So that, that could be it. You know, so we're only testing the people who are sick. So the county just recently um, came out with they, they're appealing to the state. They have a new reopening plan. And basically what it is, is it would be a cycle reopening, presuming everything goes okay that shortly after Labor Day, uh, gyms, or not gyms, I'm sorry, but uh, some businesses like, like I believe, uh, hair salons could open up, going into October where pretty much everything would be open. One of the things they're hanging their hat on is they want the state to increase the positivity rate from the, you know, that determines whether or not you're eligible to reopen from 8 to 14 percent, just because of the logic that they're not testing everyone, they're only testing symptomatic people. It what do you think sense. of that? That, that makes sense because okay. if you were testing everybody, you would expect to have a lower positivity rate just as a, the sheer number percentage of patients or people who actually have the disease as opposed to everyone who's symptomatic, you would expect, you know. Don't you want testing to go up though? People aren't coming in for routine testing anymore. I, well, I mean, once they start having to send their kids to school, they're going to freaking want to test every 15 minutes. You would think so, or every whatever. You would think so, and we're gonna. I'm. I'm waiting to see if we're gonna see an increase in the number of cases now that the schools are reopening. Is this gonna give us another small surge? And the one thing I wanted to mention too, and talk about is, you know, flu flu vaccines are here, mm -hmm. and how important it is to get a flu vaccine. You want to be able to prevent yourself from getting sick and knocking out your immune system. That's gonna make you susceptible to COVID. Right. Right. It's impossible from a symptom point of view to tell the difference between COVID and influenza. Everything is going to be, you know, fever, feeling like you got hit by a bus, you know, cough, sore throat, headaches, body aches. You know, COVID-19 is a coronavirus. Coronaviruses do cause the common cold. So all of these symptoms are very much the same. So if you're going to get a, you know, a flu vaccine, I get it soon. Don't wait until we see start seeing an increase in flu cases. The fact vaccine does take about two weeks to, to take effect. So, you know, you have to build up an immunity. It's, it doesn't work instantaneously. 
And again, the effectivity of the flu shot was not terribly high, but right? If from year to year it varies, they basically create the vaccine based on what they think is going to be the, the right. more prominent strains right. this year, based on the prior years. Sometimes it's, you know, 65, 70% effective. Sometimes it's a lot less than that. Yeah. It's also only good for about six months, too. So I typically used to wait until October to get mine because I wanted it to get me all the way through flu season. I'll be getting it. You know, Kaiser now has them. So I'll be getting it probably this week or next just to kind of keep me safe and keep my patients safe as well. well some, there were some studies that were uh, in the news about durable immunity for COVID. And, and we kind of have to define durable immunity for people that didn't read those articles? <laughs> so durable, what they're basically saying is if your immunity, immune is going to, to last, if you're vaccinated or if you have COVID um, in the past and how long those antibodies are going to keep you protected. And when you have things like vaccines and they give you antibodies, they can only last a certain amount of time. There are some memory cells that your body holds onto so that it can recognize a pathogen, meaning a virus or a bacteria, in the, if it comes in contact within the future. And they, those memory cells can replicate very quickly to attack, you know, essentially a, a foreign particle. Um, whether or not the antibodies you have with once you've had COVID last long enough to prevent you from getting it again remains to be seen. And, Go ahead. No, I was going to say, so you know, similar with, with the flu, you know, we're getting vaccinated against what we think is going to be the potential virulent strain this year. So the, the strain of the flu that's going to be the most prominent one. And we hope that people are going to, you know, build antibodies to protect you from it. But again, those, they only last a certain amount of time. These are, do not last forever. Well, I think Brad sent out some, something I read this morning about a fishing boat with three guys who had had COVID went out on this fishing boat and the boat came back and a hundred guys had COVID, but the three guys who had had COVID before getting on the boat did not. Right. I didn't, I didn't, I don't think I read the whole thing. I don't know if it was months. What? It was basically proving the immunity thing that if you, if you had it before, right. Uh, you, you would have some protection against it in the future. Yeah, that's like a study conducted by the My Pillow guy. My <laughs> guy. <laughs> I love that Anderson Cooper piece with him. Anderson just excoriated him. Oh, I missed it. That's something I gotta see. I didn't see it either. But why we give people like this any any credence? Exactly. Exactly. Is beyond me. You why know? are you interviewing a pillow entrepreneur about a possible COVID? Well, I, you know, I think he's trying to disprove and show how stupid the guy actually is. I mean, and from that standpoint, you know, hopefully, because I'm sure Fox News gave the guy a lot of oxygen. Uh, sure. and probably Was this this week? Yes. Yeah. Okay, I missed it yeah. somehow. But the story was that the My Pillow guy um, was uh, in contact with Ben Carson, Dr. Ben Carson, who is on the COVID uh, task force yeah. and came up with this like vitamin cure, snake oil, whatever. And Ben Carson took it to the president and that they had a meeting with the president, MyPillow and uh, Ben Carson. 
Jesus. I'm glad our president has nothing better to do than to meet with pillow entrepreneurs. Oh my God, the DNC has been so amazing to watch. It Thank you for changing fabulous. that subject. Oh my God, it's been amazing. <laughs> and that one gift that I, or whatever that I put out with, where Obama drops the mic and Michelle catches it and carries, like, oh, I have goosebumps just. It's been great. It's been, I watching Kamala last night gave me hope. Unfortunately, as I watched Kamala, my computer kept buffering, so I could only get one word at a time, and I wanted to poke my own eyes out. So tell me it flowed fine, because it seemed ridiculously slow and awkward on my... It's so nice to have someone who is, um, can speak. Oh, God, thank God. <laughs> who has cogent thoughts, can string together very clear and concise ideas, and can communicate. Uh, it's both of them. It's, it's just so nice, it, you know? It's just so scary that he could win again. I'm still so scared. And I, I sort of got anybody who's watching, if you don't vote. You know, I had a conversation with my sister-in-law this weekend. Turns out my brother is as bad at Trumpster as my father was a Fox News guy. And my sister-in-law said, you know, every time he humiliates me by speaking his opinion in public, I lean over to the person whose mouth is agape at whatever he said. And I say to them, don't worry, he doesn't vote. And I was both disgusted and relieved in a really big way. Yeah, as well you should have been. There's, you know, his, his current tweeting last night about Goodyear tires and how we should start boycotting them. I don't know if you saw that because they, they said no wearing MAGA hats at the... Uh, at the facility? Actually, yeah. they said no political stuff. It There's wasn't no a specific prohibition against MAGA. That's the thing. It oh, was wow. no political stuff. So even but worse, you know so here I he hope is. he keeps doing that. He might have lost Ohio there. <laughs> Hopefully. But here he is advocating boycotting one of the last American manufacturers you know, of tires. Which puts tires on his limousine. Yeah. I, I just like, he just, I, I don't know. I don't know why his handlers let him have his cell phone, like after 6 p.m. <laughs> He's clearly sundowning at this point. They need to just take it away from him. Yeah, what else is he going to do on the toilet after eating all that junk food? <laughs> and what did you guys think of the performances? Billie Eilish had a, a really beautiful song. And, and they're, they're, they're ending each night of, of the uh, convention with a performance that nobody gets to see if they watch it on TV because all of the pundits get in there. Wasn't that great? Wasn't that stupid? Wasn't that wonderful? And like last night, it was Jennifer Hudson doing A Change Is Gonna Come yeah. with two grand pianos in this beautiful hall. And so if you want to see those performances, you got to find them after the fact on YouTube or you can watch it on the C-SPAN. C-SPAN has a live stream of the thing. I thought Billy Porter the other night before was amazing. I missed it because, you know, Anderson yeah. Cooper had to hop in and then and then Rachel on, you know, the other channel and then oh. I had to flip it over to Fox to see what they were saying. Oh, that was fantastic. They've been, do they've we been all flip? Great. I flip. I want to see what the hell Fox is saying too. I do. Yeah, how do they spin it? You know, I don't have Fox available. I actually didn't put it as part of my lineup in my cable choice network. So oh, right man. now I don't see Fox. Not it's a terrible, I'm not mad at that. Oh, it's not allowed in my house. I don't want my dogs exposed to that kind <laughs> of nonsense. <laughs> they can turn into my brother. So yeah, leave it off. They're delicate ears. 
Oh my uh, and what is the big takeaway from the convention? It is find out how you can get your mail-in ballot as soon as you can and as the first now. order of business, like right now, and uh, do that. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, the sooner the better. If they, I, do they start counting the ballots right away or do they wait? I don't know. <laughs> well, that's a good question. Do it they depends, count them as they come in? The place. They, they certainly don't release the results until after polls have closed, but a lot of times, you know, there'll be a, a big, lack for lack of a better word, dump of results, right? You know, the first one, a lot of times, in a lot of places, that's absentee. I'm not sure how they do it here, but um, frankly, I'm less concerned about how they do it here on the presidential level, at least, and how they do it in, oh, say, Florida and Ohio and Wisconsin and those places. So. It's going to be, a, it's a 75 days, I believe, we're down to now. The doomsday yeah. clock is at 75 days. Who would ever we do, we do need a doomsday clock. <laughs> Who would have ever thought that delegating stuff to states' rights would be a disaster, right? <laughs> like, we need one plan for elections, for COVID. Like, the idea of states' rights makes all the sense until you're in any kind of disaster. And then... Right. The fact that we can't come together with one plan on any of these things is the stupidest shit ever. If we can't afford another four years of this, we really can't. Yeah. Not the civil unrest, not the economic yeah. downturns, you know, the Have hatred. Have numbers gone up in the last week? Haven't Trump's numbers gone up this yeah. week? Yeah, I don't give that any credence. I really don't. I no. We'll we'll see how it is as you, as you get closer. But I mean, he has seventy five days to keep saying stupid shit like, you know, let's boycott Goodyear. So let him oh, continue to anger his base. Or QAnon. Is stupid shit has hurt him. The one thing I want to say, if you're watching polls, is when they give you the national number, no matter how big and ridiculous it looks completely ignore it because it doesn't matter it's the state by state electoral college right. look at the swing states look at the how they're doing why everyone gives such credence to the national number is just beyond me because yeah. that's what got us in trouble four years ago hillary won by three million votes in terms of of the popular vote but that's not who became president do you no. think this pres do you think if we get our president that he will get rid of the electoral can they get rid of the electoral college it has to be a constitutional be, amendment i think yes yep you're right. right yes and so no but that would have to be ratified by uh like 60 percent of the states in in order to be approved so this is like why don't we have an era right okay all right yeah Still back to states not being able to agree yeah, yeah. okay I have a friend who is uh, on his way to move to Palm Springs uh, yeah. from Florida. And I said, please make sure you have an absentee ballot to be able to vote your vote in Florida, because one of your votes in Florida is worth 15,000 votes from California. Yeah, good for you. In the big picture. Yeah, that's it. We need to be calling our friends and family in Florida and manhandling them into this. I, yeah, well, I'm working on uh, Little Miss Fox News, my mother. <laughs> That's it. We've got one. Everybody's got one in their family. I got two. <laughs> I argue with my parents every day. People that every we day. respect. I don't. I don't think I've got one in my family that's a Trump or Fox News. I, well, a distant cousin. 
but nobody in the immediate family. All my uncles are liberal. My mom and dad have, have made the switch. You know, my father was always a, a Republican, crazy Republican. And as, as he was dying, his brother came from their Alabama, Mississippi. They came to visit. And I said something political. I said, oh, I'm sorry, I don't want to offend you. And he goes, no, no, your father is the only asshole Republican in our <laughs> entire family. I'm like, you're kidding. I was giving him the, the out because I assumed you guys made him that way. He made himself like that? They were like, yeah, we're embarrassed by him too. You know, I came from Massachusetts. In Massachusetts, we, the, you know, the liberal bastion, for yeah. most of my lifetime, we elected Republican governors. Mitt Romney. Yeah. William Weld, uh, Charlie Baker, hey. the guy now. Yeah. Well, thank you all for all this crazy conversation. We went from politics to medicine to everything else and how to tolerate our Republican families. Uh, thank you so much. We love you being here as regulars, and I love Gay Palm Springs. You too. All right. And, Our pleasure. And we want to make sure we put a plug in for your newsletter, which comes out three times a week. We absolutely wait with bated breath to uh, <gasps> make sure that we have all the latest uh, information on what's happening around the world. And, Jimmy, you're also working on the September issue of the Coachella Valley Independent. Can you give us a quick uh, couple of seconds on what we can expect and when you're going to come back on to talk about it? Sure. Um, our cover theme is going to be culture in the time of COVID-19. Um, this virus, unfortunately, isn't going away anytime soon. And so it's amazing how a lot of the creative folks in the Coachella Valley are adjusting to that. Uh, we've got an interview with uh, Andy Hubka, which is posted at cvindependent.com. She runs Cork and Fork in La Quinta and has two other restaurants as well. She's got a cooking school, cooking with class, that she can't operate because people can't be there. So what she did is she turned that into a shadow restaurant called Citrine that you can get takeout and delivery from there. Um, and so it's, you know, restaurateurs adjusting. Uh, we talked to, um, this isn't posted yet, it'll be posted probably tomorrow, I believe. Um, to the North Star Theater Company. They are starting a brand new theater company. Their goal is to open in October with a live production of West Side Story. And it's gonna be a drive-in theater out in the desert over by, um, over by Walmart in Palm Springs off of Camino Paracella. Oh, cool. And so people are finding a way. And we've also got some really interesting news coverage as well. We talked to Christy Holstedge, Lisa Middleton, and Jeff Coors about the downtown park. And they don't exactly agree on what's happening with that downtown park. The city council voted three to two to, to fully fund it. And um, we're going to dive into why that's so controversial. Okay, yeah. I can't help it because I got to say, I got in on a little bratty conversation. Some gay guy wrote on Christy Holstead's page when she took a picture of herself oh, showing her shoot. belly bump that it was inappropriate and un-whatever. I can't even remember because I blocked it out, but I was pretty sure it was some gay guy who would be offended by a belly bump, and I did go look him up, and it was, and I just, I can't understand. I can't understand. people. Gay just, men can be just as bigoted as everyone else. It just it sucks. Over a pregnant woman being yep. seen in public? It's I just, awful. I it just don't awful. understand it. Not going to say your name, but you're an idiot. <laughs> all right. I think we can all agree on that. You tell that person off anonymously. Well, I will. 
Hey, we, we thank you, Jimmy. And um, we have to say, uh, get your flu shot is the message of the day from the good Dr. Laura Rush. It and does not give you the flu. All right. I saw that I went to CVS to pick up her prescription. And I said they saw the signs. So they're out there. The flu shot is they're out. out there. The, the flu vaccine is here. And if you have any questions about it, people can find me online and ask me. I'm happy to explain immunology 101. All right. <laughs> Thanks so much, you guys. You guys have a good weekend. Bye-bye. Take care. And coming up in just a little while, we have a, a, a comedian who is moving into town. Uh, your, your new friend, Mina. And, and she's yeah. kind of had a parallel trajectory through comedy over the last, we don't want to say how many years, but quite a few. And another good friend of uh, I Love Gay Palm Springs and Gay Desert Guide, uh, food columnist and blogger and educator and chef, Charles Drabkin is going to be talking about restaurants and uh, the situation in Palm Springs and the possible closure of uh, various streets in our city. That'll be coming up. But we've got a gaydesertguide.com newsletter that's ready to go out. What's in that, Brad Fur? So a couple of things. Um, of course, we've got the fun and games department, which has been busy all August. Shankar has been slaving away over a hot Klieg light and microphone, uh, <laughs> hosting these events twice a week. Tuesday, we have fun and games. And on Saturday, we have been doing uh, virtual speed dating. This Saturday, it is for men 55 plus, and that takes place at 7 p.m. Uh, for those of you listening to the podcast, if you'd like to get in on uh, special rates, we have uh, the GDG 50 will get you half off the speed dating this weekend, Saturday night, virtual speed dating men 55 plus. Uh, we just did a big gay game night last Tuesday. Shan, thanks for that. I had a lot of fun. Really that was a blast. That. that was really great. And um, we've got another trivia night coming up this Tuesday. $75 in prizes up for grabs. Uh, we're giving away gift cards to various restaurants and retailers around Greater Palm Springs, trying to get them some more business as well. Um, and then we've, uh, we've actually changed the end of the month uh, virtual speed dating. It's going to be for men who love tattoos and or leather. And that is Saturday, the 29th of August at six o'clock. And then we're going to do a big gay bear hunt virtual speed dating on Labor Day weekend uh, with our friends from uh, IBC, International Bear Convergence. And then Men of All Ages on Saturday, September 12th. There's another women's event in September and much more all at gaydesertguide.com. You can also find all these events on our Facebook page and we have them on Eventbrite where you can buy tickets. You're so, looking for the date on that women's thing. It's the 26th. 26th, thank you. I did not have that one in front of me. Um, Outfest has gone virtual this year, and today, August 20th, as we record this podcast, is actually the first of 10 nights of films. 160 films coming to a streaming platform, as well as a series of outdoor drive-in screenings in Malibu. So if you're in the Los Angeles area, you can make it to those drive-in screenings. And if not, you can uh, go online and get an all-access pass to Outfest. I talked with Stephen Radish yesterday. He's our theater reviewer and Broadway man extraordinaire. Uh, he's going to be uh, doing a little coverage of some of the events 
um, and the films at Outfest. I think Here that is brilliant to do a drive-in Outfest because, you know, car culture in L.A., everybody has to have a flashy car to show off. And usually you don't see it because they're parked. But you get to show up in your fancy car at, and sit in it. Same at the I, Cultural I, Center here in Palm Springs. I mean, the thing is, with the drive-in, you can pretty much only show one film a night. Yeah. Right? But I'm sure they'll be doing it in September here. Well, tonight is uh, Coyote Stageworks special event screening of Funny Girl with Barbara Streisand. This weekend, Blues Brothers, Road Warrior plus Fury Road, and Bullet. Who was in Bullet? Was it John Wayne? No. St oh, my God. I Steve McQueen, uh, Bullet, The Car Chase, San Francisco. Yeah. I, was, I was the announcer at the uh, 35th anniversary Bullet uh, screening with the whole cast at the Cinerama Dome I, and okay. Steve McQueen's family. I got to be McQueen for a day. Oh, my cool. God. Well, and the Stageworks one, is it outside at the Camelot, at the Cultural Center? Where's yeah. the stage? stage? Yeah, yep, it's outside, but Coyote Stageworks is the beneficiary tonight of oh, Funny Girl. Nice. Tickets and all the links uh, at Gay Desert Guide. It's also in our newsletter. We invite you to subscribe to our newsletter uh, at gaydesertguide.com or on our Facebook page. So you'll get it in your inbox uh, as soon as we get done with our podcast each week and have everything ready to publish. Otherwise, you can read it online starting on Friday morning each week and get all the fun stuff happening. Take out Taste of Rancho Mirage is going on through September 22nd for all the restaurants offering patio dining in the Rancho Mirage. And they've got a special wristband you buy for $10. And then you've got uh, various specials and giveaways that happen with that Taste of Summer Rancho Mirage. Nice. Hey, there are people that are still drinking and driving, uh, smoking and driving, and uh, the Palm Springs Police Department reminds you that that's still a no-no, uh, even if you're not going out to the bars and you might be uh, having a few with friends. Don't drive tipsy, drunk, or anything else. Additional officers on patrol from now through Labor Day weekend looking for suspected impaired drivers. And there's uh, so, so many fewer cars on the road. You're going yeah. to stick out like a sore thumb, no, I mean, safety issues aside. Hey, we've, uh, we've, had little talk, we've had little chance to talk about what happened last night at the uh, Democratic National Convention with uh, Kamala Harris and uh, her cementing the nomination for VP. Um, Stonewall Democrats, their August meeting online next week via Zoom on the 25th. Um, they'll be talking with local candidates looking to make Stonewall Democrat endorsements. But uh, wasn't, that a, wasn't that an incredible event? Gosh, it was so good. Last night was women's night. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it really, it was. Almost, I think, everybody uh, who spoke except for President Obama. Right. And it he was, was pretty great. damn powerful. Each yeah. night has been great. All caps on his tweets and went absolutely crazy. Can you imagine what his blood pressure must have been last evening? Um, Boo frickin' who? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the center's virtual events, we list all those and link to those on Gay Desert Guide. And um, we are uh, also putting up our hot deals on Gay Desert Guide. So we'll have some new hot deals for you. And also, we'd like to welcome a new partner, Destination PSP. 
They're producing unique, originally designed merchandise. They've got all kinds of fun stuff, poolside wear, housewares, masks. I think they've got a few of those. And they're doing, John, you uh, would really like this. Have you seen the new shirt they've done for the gay, uh, the uh, great autos of yesteryear, the gay car club? Oh, no, I haven't. But I love everything they do. Tom Dole's design for that. It's like an old-fashioned, like, 60s speedometer with cool. rain. You're going to love it. It's beautiful. DestinationPSP.com is where you can shop or at their store in downtown Palm Springs. And that gets us through the uh, Gay Desert Guide weekend for August 21st through the 23rd. Next, we have one of my very best friends in town. Charles Dravkin is a food blogger, a writer, a chef, a teacher. He does so many things. He's also really the guy who has kind of kept a handle on my sanity through all of this. The first text I get every single morning. And now he's come on with Gay Desert Guide. So he's part of our crazy team. And last night he went to the meeting with the city explaining what they're going to do with the future of restaurants. And he, that'll be uh, an article that he's working on for Gay Desert Guide. Can you tell us a little bit about where you're headed with that? Yeah, so the meeting was a Zoom meeting on Tuesday. Um, and uh, essentially what's happening is the city is looking at two proposals uh, to close a short, a short distance of Palm Canyon Drive. Um, one is a full closure. Uh, and the other is a partial closure. So the partial closure would al still allow traffic down cent two center lanes, um, and, but it would allow restaurants to expand up to 11 feet into the, into the street. Um, the second proposal, the full closure, would actually leave that set, that, those two center lanes open because they're needed as a fire lane, um, but there wouldn't be regular traffic down there. And again, that 11 feet into the, into the center of the street. Um, so they would look much the same, except for uh, with the full proposal, there would, or yeah, the, the full closure proposal, there would be what it would amount to an, a, a pedestrian mall down the middle of the street uh, because there would be no traffic. Um, people are really mixed about it. Uh, the retail businesses are concerned about uh, them losing a lot of business because if they're, if people aren't allowed to, to park in front of their businesses, um, aren't allowed to sort of be there, and also are interested maybe in moving out, getting the, the same considerations as restaurants. Of course, restaurants aren't allowed to have people in them right now. Uh, retail establishments are, so they're not suffering quite as much. I'm not trying to say they're not suffering, everybody's suffering. Um, and, but restaurants do kind of need a, a little special consideration. I will say from anecdotal evidence that I've, I've read and I've seen, um, retail businesses are actually benefiting from other, these street closures really well uh, because it creates pedestrian traffic, people are going into the shops, um, but I understand why retail is a little concerned. Um, personally, I would like to see a full closure of Palm Canyon. Me too. Me too. You know, sitting on that, in the street, like with cars rushing by, would be really unpleasant. It sounds dangerous. It, right? It, I think pedestrians will be confused. They'll use that street as, and they'll jaywalk, and there's some danger. There's fumes. And we've all been on Palm Canyon when the motorcycles all decide to rush by 
right. or you know the muscle cars all decide to rush by and gun their in engines just unpleasant. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I talked to um, Jeffrey Bernstein, who owns the Destination mm -hmm. PSP, and he's on the task, he's on the committee, and right. we had a lot of discussion. I think, you know, he he seems to be more in favor of um, of the more of the more restrictive closing, and I could see that too. I mean, they're going to do it in sections. So, like Arenas Road, right. you could still go through Baristo, you could still go through, and a couple of others, so you can get east west. You know, but in, now we've got this kind of blessing in disguise. We've got Indian Canyon going two ways. Yeah. So that will take care of a lot right. of the traffic. Bilardo, even though there's a little uh, detour because of the park, the old Bilardo around the museum is still there. So there's, right. there's plenty of alternatives, especially given the fact that we have fewer people in town, fewer cars in town. Um, and I, you know, I think it's worth trying. I mean, I've always thought that that Palm Canyon on a Thursday night is just a dream to be able to walk down the street and oh, nice. you know, hang right. out. I mean, I would love to see Palm Canyon closed permanently. No one's talking about that, so no need to freak out yet. Let me ask uh, you this about, about the restaurants and are, are they clamoring to have more space outdoors? Are they, uh, are they turning away customers now because of limited outdoor seating? Oh yeah, Mindy Reed said during the of uh, all of um, Zen said that she could sell uh, during this meeting. She said she could she could fill every table every night um, because she is turning people away. Um, I went out to dinner for the first time last night uh, up to Trio, which actually wouldn't be part of this um, closure that that far north, and all of the outdoor tables were full. Um, yeah. They could easily, and that was a Wednesday night, you know, it's and hot and kind of humid. Were the tables six feet apart? Oh yeah, tables were six feet apart. Um, waiters were all masked. You know, they, they actually, they include a great uh, little, on the back of the menu, like here's what all the rules are. Um, nice. So, it felt really good, and I'm going to be writing about that as well, so I don't want to say too much, but um, yeah. I would love to see Palm Canyon close down permanently. Turn it into Los, the, the Rombles in Barcelona. Turn it into, I, I, you know, what all of these European cities already do, which is the... Yeah, but Americans parks. don't like to walk. Lincoln Road in Palm, uh, in Miami. Well, right. okay, you're right. They do walk down Lincoln, and frankly, in another four weeks, it'll be great for eight months. Right. True. Right. And, you know, this is the moment that we need to reimagine life. Yeah. Like, if we can do it, if we can't do it now, we can't do it. So, well. So is nobody uh, talking about closing down arenas anymore? Yeah. So they're not talking about closing down arenas totally. What they're talking about is uh, allow, essentially closing down the the England parking spots yeah. around restaurants or, or bars um, so that they can expand into. So we would lose a little parking, um, but they would get essentially 11 feet more of space uh, out into the street. I and saw a brand new restaurant. Well, it was new to me. I think it might have been there last night as I was driving down the main drag and every table was packed. The tables weren't separated at all. It was right on Palm Canyon in full visibility. 
But, you know, Jan, I've got to disagree with you there. I don't think any restaurant is being allowed to open unless they have their tables six feet apart. So it may be that what you're seeing, I mean, I just can't. I mean, there was this much room between the back of this chair and the back of this chair all along the front at this. Are they allowing that, Charles? Are they allowing the, the backs to be together? Or is it everything six feet apart? I mean, it it's supposed to be six feet apart. I. Between the middle of the table to the middle of the table or between? Well, you know, I think there is some room for interpretation. I think some people are pushing things, which is unfortunate. Um, but I think a lot of people are doing a really great job. And I guess what I would suggest to people, I mean, this is certainly how I'm living my life, is if you don't feel comfortable, right. walk away. I didn't go. Right. Yeah. Don't go. Turn there are lots of restaurants that are doing a great job. Uh, 849. Yes, agreed. Phenomenal. Yeah. Theo was doing great. phenomenal last night. Uh, Zinn, phenomenal. Good. I would also let restaurants have a little time to figure it out. Give it some time. Let restaurants figure it out. I know that the FTEM Creative Group is opening this tonight, I believe. Um, and that includes Cheeky's, Beerba. Uh, Mr. Lyons, give them a, a couple of weeks to figure it out. It's it's not easy. I have a friend in the restaurant industry, owns a restaurant in, in Oregon, and she says one of her best ser servers can only take about one table at a time because she gives such great service. It takes a long time to get through it. And then when people get up, they have to sanitize the table down. Not that they, they don't always do that, but like everyone's taking all of these extra steps. All right, we're going to look for that in the uh, gaydesertguide.com. Uh, we'll uh, see a, an article very shortly on that. And Absolutely. I notice in the yeah. background uh, you've got you've got a treadmill and a TV screen right in front of it. And we know that you have been on that treadmill, binge watching and binge exercising, and yeah. you are a sliver of the man you used to be. And I have to give you kudos and credit for all of the hard work that you've put in. Amazing. Thank you. Yeah, 80 pounds. How many? Five minutes a day on that damn thing. How many? How many? In how long? Uh, January 1 is really when I started. Okay, so like 10 pounds a month. Yeah. That's amazing. We love you. Even the sliver of you, the love is just as big, even though your ass is tiny. So it's like an 11 year old child I had removed. I know. Well, thank you for joining Gay Desert Guy. We can't wait to see what you write. And thanks for joining I Love Gay Palm Springs. And thanks for writing to me every morning with a cheerful message. I love you, and we all do. Thank you. I'll talk to you all soon. Now we have someone new, someone new to us and someone new to the desert. Mina Hartung has done comedy for ages. She is here to talk about dyke visibility in the desert. She has a brand new comedy special on YouTube. She does lessons, she writes. She is a powerhouse. I'm so glad to have someone else on the Lesbo team, especially another comedian. Please welcome Mina Hartung. Thank you, Shan. Hello. Happy to be here. We're so glad to have you. Now you're trying out Palm Springs from New York, right? Yes, yes. We're here for a year. Uh, this is the year of open-mindedness. That's what I'm calling it now. Uh, New York City based. My wife and I are New York City based, but we've been coming to Palm Springs for 10 years as avid vacationers here. So it's not completely new, but it's new to live here. And I'm excited to try that part of it. 
Well, let's say comedians. Go ahead, Brad. I was going to say, how are you liking 100 and X teen temperatures yeah. in your you know, Did you just get here or have you been here? We got here August 1st. So, oh, yeah. and you know, we said, I know, and the timing was we needed to move. We had to move, right? And so, yeah. you know, we said to ourselves, let's try the summer. We never know what the summer is. I have to say, compared to New York City humidity, it's pretty manageable. Okay. Um, I like that I can be outside part of the day. I love to swim. So I'm looking forward to October, but it's manageable. We knew you were coming, so we decided to preheat the, uh, the place. We arrived in the first heat wave or excessive heat on August 1st, and here we are again. So we, we, did, we did run to San Diego the other day, and then jumped in the ocean. So I'm still feeling that. Are we saying, is this the hottest summer in forever, bejesus, or not? Because I say that every summer. Don't they, though? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Well, maybe not. I've been living a lot of time in my pool. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Now you're doing a little COVID comedy. Tell us what you're doing. Yeah. So I started last spring when we were, this is my second round of quarantine because our numbers were pretty high, as you know, last spring in New York. So we were sort of like doing the lesbian stay at home, you know, I'm a lesbian, so I'm used to staying at home. So it wasn't that different. And then um, we're doing the second version. But in the first version, I did something on Instagram called my Corona Minute which people can check out on my Instagram, because I just, I'm sure, Shan, you also, I just needed to feel like I was doing gigs. Yeah. I didn't want to lose my creative, you know, juices, and I wasn't getting that live audience. So I did my Corona Minute, and I've done some Zoom shows, and now I have a fancy light and a fancy microphone, so I'm trying to embrace it. I can't wait to go live again, but, you know, I'll take it. Hey, can I get, can I get a little uh, idea of your comedy backgrounds, Mina? Oh. A hundred percent. So I got into comedy totally by accident. I was living in Amsterdam. My dad is Dutch, so I'm very lucky I have a Dutch passport. So that's always in the back, November 4th. Maybe I'll be, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I went to do a talent show at the LGBT center there, and I had no idea it was a contest. I did some funny stuff about being a tourist. They all speak English there. I won, again, didn't know, and they started booking me for gigs. I was like, okay, I guess I'll go home and write some stuff, and then I, and then I got hooked. But it was, you know, sometimes that's the best thing. You don't plan on it, and you just, it, it just kind of happens. Well, what's funny is we've never crossed paths. I've been doing it 30 years. You've been doing it 30 years? The same, years? the same. Right, I've actually been a little more than 30 because I'm old, but um, I think I see in your, your stuff that you are one of Curve Magazine's Funniest Women in America. So I, I was. No, was that like ten years ago? Probably more like twenty. Um, you know, because I started in my twenties and I am in my fifties. So you know, I did Provincetown. I did a lot. Of, I did a lot of touring in Europe because I lived. I started in Amsterdam. Did a lot of Pride festivals over there. My favorite was in Reykjavik, in Iceland. The women there are so great and so beautiful. Yeah. Uh, and I got to like march in the parade with the mayor. So I did a lot of touring in Europe. And then when I got back to New York, I did comedy, Don't Tell Mamas, Caroline's, all that. But I also was teaching in the public schools. So I wasn't touring as much. And then you were on the Atlantis cruises. So you were having the time of your life. Right. But I, I didn't know that Curve Magazine must have done that Funniest Women in America more, more times. Because I was in it once. I thought maybe we were in the same issue. Maybe we were. I'm going to look it up. Right. Okay. Because I don't have the magazine or anything. But yeah. I used to get that magazine. I used to. how long I've been out. I'm, I mean, I used to get that magazine in the brown paper envelope yep. in the mail. Like it was the 1950s. Now, the first oh, time I were listening, there was, there was a magazine called The Lesbian Connection. Yes, and yes. It was basically the Green Book. Right. I went on tour and, and you would pull into a city. I know. 
And the magazine had the lesbian's name, her phone number, and her address, right. and she had already agreed to put you up, right? I think I called someone in Athens once, and she was so delighted she invited me to her house, and I was like, I, I went. That's what it was for, is if you were traveling through, this was a list of people that were willing to put up traveling women. Right. And uh, my first tour involved a lot of those addresses. Yeah. Have you done a big, solid, like, go on tour by yourself kind of season or something? I have. I did two summers in Provincetown, and that was, um, you know, back when we didn't have social media. So I'm, like, up and down the beach handing out my flyer, up and down Commercial Street, paying way too much for a bed and breakfast. I, mm-hmm. I made no money and had a great time and really got some skills. That's where I learned how to bark, you know? And now I, as you know, Shan, I stalked you as soon as I got here, so... That really helped me to get over that shyness. I'm terrible at the barking, and I would always borrow a dog. Smart. I, I borrowed a gay have, guy, my yeah, friend Larry. Well, that works, too. I did it on Commercial Street in a, uh, a foam rubber lobster suit. That works. For, I did uh, in a bikini and a wedding veil because my show was about my lesbian wedding that I was hoping to have, which this was 2000. Who knew we were going to have queer marriage? Amazing. Mina, what is making, what are you laughing at when it comes to, well, Corona? Is that, is that fair game for comedy or is it too soon? I mean, you know. You know, it's totally fair. I don't know. Well, that's a really good question. I don't know if everything is fair game, but I'm certainly finding a lot to laugh about with Corona. I have a wife who has an excellent sense of humor, but it's very, very like fussy. So if it makes her laugh, it goes in the set. Um, I was laughing at SNL. They're not really happening right now, but that was my go-to every week yeah. to just get my, my laughter. Um, but I did watch Schitt's Creek in quarantine yeah. twice. It's pretty good funny. Belly. You got to get a good belly laugh in and yeah. you got to dance every day. That's sort of, and then of course, you know, eat and, you know, call your friends. But those are my two things. You got to get that good laugh in and you've got to dance around a little bit because I really miss the dancing. I miss going out. It has um, been fun to watch the late night hosts evolve into being able to tell a joke without getting the laughter afterwards. Seth Meyers is killing it. Well, that's the thing. Even Kamala last night, you know, that skill, like as actors, I think, Sham, we're fortunate because we are trained to bring that in class without, because actors aren't going to, you know, laugh at you or comedians aren't going to laugh at you. Right. So you really have to fabricate that for yourself. And that's, that's a muscle. That's hard to do. It is. Well, I think we're going to drag you into a whole bunch of stuff. Yes, I am please. an instigator and I'm always Ooh. looking for a co-conspirator. You, you got everything. On me, I hope, that that would be super fun. Yeah, yeah we're really excited to meet you and uh, to get to know you and welcome to Palm Springs. It's so mm-hmm. great to have new people coming here. You know, even though it's uh, under extenuating circumstances, um, it's just, it's wonderful. And we can't wait to introduce you to more great people in I Love Gay Palm Springs. Now, I am going to ask something here. I'm wondering if, um, Shan, you and Mina might stand up, face each other, and do a little dance. <laughs> At 845. Like no. so if you're sending martinis, then yes. Are tips involved? Because I have my bra on today. I wore it for you, Brad. I wore it for you. Hey. Actually, I want to know, Mina, if you, will you tell people where, how they can find your comedy special? 100%. So uh, Instagram, the Corona Minute is at Hartong Mina. Not an exciting name, but last name, first name at Instagram. I've got some stuff on my Facebook, Mina Hartong. But my favorite place to send people 
is on uh, YouTube Magnolia Room, which is a wonderful room in the metropolitan area back in New York, where I did my solo comedy special. You can watch the whole thing there on YouTube for free um, or Venmo me something. But um, ah, yeah, yeah, I'm proud of that. that. That's a combo, like com straight up comedy and like solo show dramatic monologues. I'm very proud of that show. It's on uh, Magnolia Room YouTube. You know, Shan, you, Shan, you made the uh, point that, that the, um, the people who pivot during yeah. this time and, and, and create new ways of doing things. I, I understand that Ellen DeGeneres actually has to uh, bully staffers on Zoom meetings now. Mm -hmm. And, okay, that, that didn't uh, land. But wah, wah. Yeah, well, I don't know where the Ellen thing did land, but it's... No, I don't even know. We never really know what Ellen's doing. Yeah, or or what's happening with you know inside you know, behind the scenes engagement with the le lesbian community in any way. So I, I don't know anything either. Yeah, I came out be before Ellen, but I will always be grateful. But yeah, I don't know what's going on with Ellen. She's a mystery. Yeah, no, I think we all have gratitude to uh, to Ellen. I mean, you know, we got toaster ovens uh, in our yeah. radio group that we gave out toaster ovens to yeah. people when they joined our gay radio, uh, uh, you know, online group. I don't know what you got, uh, John, but I just got like a basic toaster. I didn't get like the fancy one. Maybe they gave the gay guys the nicer stuff. Of That's course. usually what happened. <laughs> oh, I got a crappy one too. And I had to carry it home on an airplane from Minneapolis back to wherever I was living at the I'm time. I'm so sorry. And, and people like saw it in the box. It's like, you know, toaster oven. So I was like, oh my God, I'm out of now. <laughs> Everybody knows I'm gay. I got a toaster oven. That's how we, that's your Curve magazine in the brown paper envelope. <laughs> right. Yeah. Hey, thank you so much for playing with us today. We'll absolutely have you back again. I can't wait to do something with you. Thank you so much. And really, you're such a welcoming community. I thank all of you. You've really made us feel so welcome. Thank you. Stay safe, everybody. I have a feeling Mina is going to be sticking around. I think so too. She's, I can already tell. I mean, you know, comedian, if there's anything we can do, we can clock the audience. And I think <laughs> she's a good egg. So, uh, and oh God, watch out. We're going to overpower you with all our lesbianism. You know how it is when there's too many lesbians, they start screaming, drain the pool, drain the pool. <laughs> It'll be all right. But first, we have to drain the swamp. Everybody, get your registration uh, done or your uh, voter request for uh, vote by mail. Uh, and uh, we'll be back with you next week. And we've got some cool people uh, lined up for next week's uh, I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast. We certainly do. Uh, uh, Todd Hughes and David Ebersall on their latest film project. And we are also going to be talking with Rhonda Hart from Palm Springs Pride. There's a big reveal coming up. Watch GayDesertGuide.com, our social media pages, uh, including the I Love Gay Palm Springs page and the Gay Desert Guide page, because we could have some breaking news between now and next week's podcast. If not, Ron will join us and we'll tell you all the cool things happening for Palm Springs Pride 2020. The show will go on. Thanks for listening to the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast. Like us on Facebook at I Love Gay Palm Springs and on the homepage of GayDesertGuide.com.